Hello and welcome to another episode of The Inter Show. Joining us today is Leon from New York and Alessandro from San Francisco. Um, Leon, how are you? I'm not bad. How are you? Good, thank you. And Alessandro? Great, thank you. Um, we Well, the first thing I think we have to tackle is the fixture list, which has just come out. Um, it was covered on a number of different media. I personally watched it on Inter TV. But the fixtures are out, and we're going to start with discussing that. First of all, we start with Sassuolo away, which in the first uh, segment of 19 games in the Andata part of the season is on the 19th of August um, away and we have the return game at the San Siro on the 20th of January following that a week later Torino is our first home game of the season and likewise in the Ritorno section of the season they we play them away on the 27th of January Bologna is away on the 2nd of September and we have them at home on the 3rd of February. Parma at home on the 16th of September and away on the 10th of February. Sampdoria um, away on the 23rd of September and at home on the 17th of February. Alessandro, which of those matches um, pops out in which which catches your attention the most well of course the first one uh, against Sassuolo uh, in Sassuolo um, that's the, the first game we have so I don't know how the team is gonna be um, of course I think the at that point the market is gonna be closed already um, but I don't know if we're going to have any um, player to join the team of the last minute. So it's going to be interesting. The last couple of seasons, we always had problems against the Swallow. Um, so that that's the, the most um, concerning. And Leon? Yeah, I mean, I, I I would have to go with the same. We've got a lot of new uh, members in the team, quality members, but you know, it's it's still the first game of the season, and it's it's going to be you know we have to make sure they mesh and they're playing well. So that first game away is a swallow. I agree as well. And Leon, if you obviously obviously you want three, everybody wants three points from every game, but what do you think is a realistic target from those first five matches? Given that we do have to go to Sassuolo. We have to go to Bologna, but you perhaps will be more expecting to win that. And we also have to play Sampdoria away. And Torino's never an easy one at home either. Yeah, I mean, I, ideally, I'd like 11 points. But, you know, it, it, that fixture list, the first five games, is not that difficult. We should get nine or ten points from there. And Alessandro would be satisfied with, the, with nine or ten points from that, or would you be targeting something higher? I, I don't know. I guess satisfy. It really depends how we get in those points, you know. Um, I would agree 11, 12 would be better. Uh, but every game is different, you know. So uh, let's try to get most points possible. These are a team of 
uh, like middle um, middle classifica. So <laughs> um, let's hope for the best. Then we go into the 26th of September. We have Fiorentina at home. We play them away on the 24th of February. Uh, Cagliari at home um, on the 30th of September and away on the 3rd of March. Spal away on the 7th of October and at home on the 10th of March. The Derby is on the 21st of October, technically at home for us, and away on St. Patrick's Day, actually. So in Ireland, hopefully it'll be a celebration for me, a double celebration for me. Um, But we (laughs) technically play them away uh, on the 17th of March. And Lazio is away on the 28th of October and at home on the 31st of March. Now, when I rated the when I rated the fixtures, I suggested that that was a slightly more difficult period for us. You've got Fiorentina in there, you've got Milan, you've got Lazio. When I put the ratings up on um, Twitter, I think I did give that a, a slightly higher difficulty rating in the first five Leon do you would you see difficult would you would you see difficulties there or do you think the fact that we've in recent years we've we've performed better against better teams and slipped up probably more against the weaker teams how would you read that section of five matches yeah I mean I would agree with your assessment on that. You know, we have done well against better teams, but you know, th- those are th- those five teams. There, three are three are quality. You know, Lazio away, um, Fiorentina home. It's it's not easy, and, and the Derby is always tough. Um, that's going to be a hard stretch of five games there. And do you, what kind of state do you think Milan are going to be in uh, starting the season, Alessandro? Because there's an awful lot of behind the scenes things going on there at the moment well they're probably not behind the scenes they're very well known to everybody but there's a lot of um, disruption there do you do you think that it could be more the derbies could be more straightforward this season or do you think they're going to be tough as ever I think it's going to be tough as ever Um, there is a lot going on for the um for the owner of the team and the manage- management, but the team itself uh, so far didn't change at all. And I think that Tuz is going on with the uh, training as usual, um, unless something crazy uh, is going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, for example, Bonucci leaving, Suzo leaving, or... Um, you know, something crazy like that. Uh, the team is the same. And usually if a team um, keeps the um, the same player, the same coach uh, for more than one season, uh, usually improves. So uh, we did the same thing. We actually had a very important player this year. Um, their market was um, at a stop for the reason that we all know. So... Um, it, it would be a, a different derby. Um, the only thing I want to add uh, for that period, I think we are gonna play also 
um, the Champions League and uh, for Milan Europa League uh, games. So that's gonna be something to pay attention um, for injuries for um, the the quantity of games that some players going to 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 play. That's a factor that we need to consider too. I would agree. And would you think that it's more of an issue for uh, Milan than our than ourselves in the sense that we probably have a bit more depth in our squad at the moment, Leon? Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree with Alessandro. They are in shambles, um, but I I think we've got the depth, and I'd like to see how we can play, how we can balance the two fixtures, you know, Europe and domestic. Going into the next period then of, of the five games, on the 4th of November, we have Genoa at home and we're going to play them away on the 3rd of April. Then we go to Bergamo on the 11th of November and we host Atalanta on the 7th of April. The 25th of November sees us at home to Frosinone and 14th of April away to them. Um, then the, the, probably the most tricky part of the season, the, uh, the 2nd of December, we go to Rome against Roma. The 20th of April, we play them at home. And the 9th of December is the Derby d'Italia in Turin. And on the 28th, 28th of April, we play Juventus at home. I, certainly to me, that's the most difficult part of the season. Not only for the fact that we have Roma and Juventus back-to-back, but also the fact that Genoa are never... Genoa are never an easy team to pick up three points against. Um, wherever you play them, they can always they can always surprise you. And going to Bergamo is never a picnic, particularly as for Atalanta playing against the Inter and playing against Milan is really the two derbies of the season. Um, Leon, what do you think of that period? Do you, do you think that that's where things come on stock, or are you more optimistic? I, I mean, it's a very tough run of five games, uh, but I, I'm more optimistic. You know, we had in that same run this in the past season, we sort of had five easy teams, and we, you know, we laid an egg. So I feel like put the hard teams in a row and then let's try to get through them. But Atalanta is tough. Roma obviously is tough. And, you know, the Derby d'Italia is one of the worst games we have. So that's not going to be an easy run. Uh, but if, if, if we can come through that with nine points, seven points, I think that's pretty beneficial to us, especially if we can get three of those points versus the team we're not going to mention. Okay. And hopefully, well, so hopefully six points across this, across the, yeah. the season. Um, yeah. Alessandro, how many points do you think that we'll we'll pick up from those five matches? I hope fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, uh, I think December, the whole month of December, is gonna be tough. Um, and um, but the good thing is that um, this year, I think Spalletti is ready. The team is ready for these big matches. Um, so I'm more worried about the mediocre small team where the uh, 
the players can lose concentrations. Um, I think everybody's ready to to play against Juventus or Rome. Um, everybody's waiting just to confront Ronaldo or the the all the new player in Rome. Um, the 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 tricky part is gonna keep the concentration against Frosinone or Spal or you know teams with less sex appeal. And then going into the final section of the season, the 16th of December, we play Udinese at home. And on the 5th of May, we play away in Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. The 22nd of December, we have Chievo in Verona. The 12th of May, we play them at home. Then uh, the last really tricky match of the season um, to, will be Inter Napoli on St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, depending where in the world you are, will dictate what you call that holiday. But the 26th of December is Inter Napoli in Milan. The 19th of May is the return fixture in Napoli. Um, the t- and then the last match of the season, 29th of December, is um, is sorry, the last match of the Andata is the 29th of December away at Empoli, and the last match of the season is the 26th of May, um, into Empoli at home uh, at the Miazza. Supposing, with no disrespect to Empoli, but it's probably nice to look at that fixture and think that you probably have a manageable one going into the last match of the season, which wasn't the case last uh, in the last year. That we had a very difficult match away at Lazio. Um, Alessandro, how do you see us finishing both the Andata and the Return, or bearing in mind that there's, there's those games? Well, um, the second to last is Napoli, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's not an easy client, and um, but again, as I was saying before, the whole month of December is gonna be tough. Um, uh, hope. I mean, I, I'm glad it's not January. Usually, uh, all the Spalletti teams have uh, a break in January. I don't know why. Um, so I'm glad uh, we are still in December and. Uh, uh, it gives an opportunity if if we do uh, if we play a game not uh, the best, uh, gives an opportunity to uh, go back and play another big game um, right after. So um, hopefully um, we're gonna make you know the best of the, of this December. And Leon, how do you do? You see that as a manageable end of the season, or do you think that the the fixtures that we have there could throw a spanner into the works? No, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Those four fixtures, um, the three teams we should be able to take care of, and I'm a little hesitant on Napoli. You know, they've had getting rid of Sari. Ancelotti hasn't coached in the Peninsula in nine years. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a whole different ballgame for that team. So I'm a little high on the, you know, how we're going to finish the season. 
And the the Coppa Italia um, table was drawn in the last few days as well. So just very quickly go over that. The likelihood looking at it is that Inter will play probably Empoli or Udinese in the um, in the quarter fi- is it the, is it the quarterfinals? Uh, sorry, no, it's the um, in the in the last sixteen. There is the possibility of playing other teams, uh, Monopoly, Piacenza, Cittadella, Cararese, Imolese and Benevento. Uh, some of those teams will play Empoli and Udinese before they get to play us. But you'd probably imagine that unless Cittadella or Benevento could throw in a surprise or two, it'll be Empoli or Udinese. Um are you happy with that, Alessandro? Um, I would prefer Empoli than Udinese. We always have <clears throat> um, some problem against them. Um, do you know what day is going to be the game? The f- in t- in t- that well, I mean, it's it, it is subject to change for television, as yeah. with the as with the dates that I read out for the Serie A fixtures. Um, they're they're more an indication than than sort of set in stone, but it'll be the 13th of January um, that we'd be playing uh, either, probably, as I said, probably either Empoli or Udinese. Yeah, I, I hope for Empoli, but uh, either way, I'm sure that's going to be a good way to test some player that didn't have enough time in uh, Champions League or Serie A. And the, if we're able to get over that, uh, Leon, we the likelihood is we'd play Lazio in the quarterfinals. Um, probably the only looking at that side of the draw, it's realistically going to be Lazio, uh, Parma, and Parma do have a few difficulties at the moment. I'm sure people have seen in the in. Italian football press and probably lean to it being Lazio. That would again be in January, 30th of January. So uh, if you if you could hear that, that's my uh, that's my ringtone on my on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lazio Lazio or yeah, Lazio or sorry, that's thrown me. Um Lazio or Parma, probably Lazio. Where do you, how do you think that would go? I mean, I, I think it'll go in our favor. Um, the the thing we have to worry about is how deep are we in Champions League and how are we – we've never yeah. put a big focus on the Coppa Italia. And if, if we've got injuries and we're deep in the Champions League, you know, you could see them sort of putting out a very weak lineup. Uh, and you could see Lazio focusing to win that. So that that's the only caveat I have to that. But – I do think we can get by Lazio or Parma. And we're, we are in the half of the draw, which would likely see us, if we get that far, into a, in a semi-final, which would either be uh, Milan Derby or Napoli. And we are in the opposite side of the draw to teams like Juventus and Roma and Fiorentina. There's probably no point at this stage of talking about going much further than what we've covered already, because you just you, you, you can never 
you can you can never predict how the how the cup was going to go. And going back to the championship, obviously there's a lot of talk with Ronaldo having joined Juventus that the that the Scudetto is a done thing that it's it's a it's a it's a shootout for the remaining Champions League places. I, I, I've, I've spoken about the deal with uh, Ronaldo and I, how I think it could backfire on Juventus. Um, but what's your feeling, Leon? Do you think, do you, would you give any credence to the idea that it's sewn up or do you think that this is just the media getting ahead of itself? No, I mean, I don't think they're getting ahead of themselves. So Juventus, Juventus is still going still to be a strong team. But Ronaldo's always been kind of, if he doesn't get his way, he's a cancer in the locker room. How will Allegri deal with that? How will Chiellini deal with that? How will a team, a media deal with that? You know, he's one of the best players in the world. Um, so he's going to help the team. But off the pitch, how the team, you know, gels with him. He has to get fed the ball. There's a lot going on there. So I, I would not call it sewn up at all. And Alessandro? Yeah, I was kidding the other day with um, a couple of friends about some, I don't know, right back from Spal or Frosinone that they can't have a headlight breaking Ronaldo's leg and that's it. So the big uh, Ronaldo is not going to help Juventus that much. But that was just a joke. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest players out there. And it's, even if he's 33 is doing the physical test as a 20 years old. So I'm pretty sure for another couple of years he can do whatever he wants on, on the field. Um, that doesn't mean, though, that Juventus is already the champions for this coming year. Um, every game is different, and uh, you never know what can happen. So um, if... Um, Teams will play will win uh, a, a championship just on paper. A lot of years we were up there for the win, but you know you have to go and play ninety minutes and see what happens. So um, even if you have the best player in the world, let's, I mean, just look at the the World Cup. Uh, what happened there with Messi, Ronaldo, these big players? You still play as a team. I would agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to make a prediction, which I'm fully cognizant of the fact that I could very well end up with my face covered in egg from the end of the season. I actually think that this is going to be the thing that breaks the the thing that breaks the cycle with um, with Juventus. It's a uh, Juventus, as I said on this program before, are built on an incredible team ethic. There's no sort of absolutely outstanding players at Juventus. There's a lot of very good players. There's no real, in my opinion, no real outstanding individual. Um, and I just think that Ronaldo completely changes the... Um, the ethic there, everything suddenly has to go through him. The team basically becomes Ronaldo FC. Uh, I would be far, far more worried if Messi was going there because Messi will work for the team. 
he, do, he obviously he wants to perform well himself, but Messi Messi is all about the team, whereas Ronaldo is all about himself. And I just think as well that Allegri has had quarrels in the dressing room with um, Juventus players in the last couple of seasons, and you, uh, Ronaldo could really divide the dressing room. I'm going to predict that it's going to end up uh, um, being a move that they regret. As I said, fully cognizant of the fact that I could well end up with my face covered with egg come the end of the season. Um, Alessandro, I don't think we've spoken since the so the last few bits of uh, the transfer campaign have been put into place. And Leon, obviously, we haven't had the chance yet. Uh, Alessandro, how do you feel about the way that the transfer market is going this season? For us, I think we're For doing England. great. Yeah, um, we are still missing a couple of pieces, uh, but so far I cannot complain at all. Um, I, I was reading just today that apparently Atletico Madrid is opening a windows uh, for the transfer of the right back. Um, that's that's a, a good option. The other option is Darmian. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind to add both if we have enough um, money. Uh, but um, I I do think that we still need a player in the midfield that can give some rest to Nainggolan uh, or another option for create some game. Um, I was watching the, the friendly game and... Um, Nainggolan is injured, and it looks like we don't have um, any like idea in the midfielder where to move the ball. Um, I'm curious to see when Brazovic come Brazovic come back um, if something changed. But right now we don't have like a player like Rafinha, even if he's not my my favorite, but somebody that can uh, move the ball. Um, and not just pass it like we all predict, you know, um, some spark. Um, the last thing I want to say, I'm really surprised um, about uh, Karamo. I think this is going to be uh, Karamo's year. Um, Would agree with you. Great, great things in the friendly before the injury. And, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see. I mean, um, again, um, I, I don't know. Uh, everything can happen, but I really hope it, this is going to be Karamo's year. And, Leon, what do you think of uh, uh, Martinez since he's come in the way that he can link up with Icardi and potentially fill that uh, trequartista role? Yeah, that that link up play has been great with Icardi and, and uh, El Toro. They've been on the same page from day one, and you have to think they're just going to be playing more and more together. They're going to get more and more in sync. Uh, it's a huge signing. He's a young player, and I, I'd like to just emphasize the point about Caramo. You know, I think the transfer we're getting with him is the transfer of his maturity. You know, he created such a spark last year. And he's so young. Him getting older and getting better, I, I think he could be a real player for us. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. He's he's really started the preseason extremely well, and in fairness to him, he did perform well in on, in most of the matches he was introduced to um, last season. In terms of Joe Mario, that looks like it's going to be a difficult sale. Um, it, it, there's, there's different clubs being mentioned, Wolverhampton Wanderers, um, for example, but it just looks like nothing is taking off. Um, do you think that he could, in the same way as, for example, Brodzovic has been, do you think he could be re- rehabilitated um, by Spalletti or do you think that he's just somebody that we need to freeze out um, if we find ourselves in late August, early September, with him still being part of the squad, uh, Leon? I don't have high hopes on John Mario. You know, he said some some negative things. He didn't work well when he was here. Um, I, I really hope we can find a, sale, a buyer for him. Uh, it's not looking good, but we I, I don't think he'd, we'd benefit from him in the squad. And Alessandro, the only thing that I would say uh, as a follow-up on that is that um, to me, Joe Mario is extremely talented. I would question whether he is mentally strong enough at a club like um, like Inter. I certainly think that he has the talent to do so, but whether or not he can uh, manage the pressure, and I think that that is probably what's holding him back. Spalletti is good at working with players with those issues. Do you think that there is any hope or would you agree with Leon? I I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a tricky situation. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, the talent is there. Um, not the personality, probably. And uh, I really hope... Uh, Spalletti can do another miracle and that at that point not only we don't have to spend any money but uh, we have a player that it's already on the list for the Champions League um, we can save money for next year um, I mean it will solve a lot of problem in a second uh, but apparently he doesn't want to play with us um, he doesn't even want to come back to Milan um, so I I don't know how that's gonna end up and just looking we just reflecting there on a couple of the performances um, in the friendly in the friendly matches the, the one is up is De Vrij doesn't look like he's settling in very quickly. Um, the Italian media is on him a little bit um, in the last couple of days. But I would argue that it's just it's just a question of giving him a little bit of time to settle in. Um, would you would you have any concerns uh, on his performances, or would you agree that it's just early days, um, Alessandro? No, I'm not worried at all. Um, Spalletti was saying that the friendly game are actually in the way of the the training preseason, and I can agree, um, especially for big players like we have this year. Um, all the the training they're doing it's heavy on their muscles, so they're gonna be slow. Um, at, this friendly game are not saying that much, honestly. And um, 
uh, as everybody knows, the the biggest, the player, the longest going to take to get in good shape. And um, the Vrij is one of them. Uh, I saw even Skriniar is um, is not like the Skriniar we know, but um, I don't. I'm not really worried. Um, Miranda is coming back. The midfield that we're using right now is not gonna be the one we're using uh, during the season, and you know that's a, a scream before the defense anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would take just the uh, the best from this friendly and not worry about anything else. I mean, uh, if we look at the game, we finished 3-3 and look at the goal they, the other team scored, they are, like, just, like, very lucky um, kind of goal. Um, so, I, I don't, I'm not going to worry at all. <laughs> And Leon, are you, are you as confident? Yeah, I'm not in the least bit worried. You know, we've got lots of players with Sierra experience. It's a World Cup year. We've had a lot of players out on the World Cup. I'm, you know, it's an early early in the season. I'm not in the least bit worried about the the negative performances because we're just trying new things and players are trying to work. You know, I'm I'm okay with it all. And what I would be really enthusiastic about this preseason. Um, and I, I give credit I, uh, because I can, I can only imagine that it's, it's Spalletti's doing. Um, I did speak about it last week, but the fact that we're playing decent teams who are further along in terms of their preseason development, I think it stands um, it will stand us in good stead. You see a couple of other teams um, playing against sides that they they end up beating. 15, 16, nothing. Um, I know Lazio beats uh, 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 an amateur side 20 nil um, seven or seven to eight days ago. And I just question, you know, what is the, what is actually the worth in, in doing that? It's uh, to be honest, it's, it's, it's it's not it's not even a workout to the level of a training session, I would argue. Whereas we're we're playing we've we've played teams that were due to start the Swiss Super League uh, season within a few days. We've played Zenit, who are further along in the in terms of their development for starting the Russian Premier League. Um and they're also they're never an easy side to play against in Europe. Um, we've played Sheffield United, who probably aren't the headline team uh, to the same extent that perhaps Zenit might be. But they're, they're a solid outfit that, is, again, is starting their season sooner, sooner than us and is likely to challenge for promotion. Um, so I think, I, think that, I think all in all, we're, we're, moving in, we're moving very much in the right direction. Just very quickly before we finish off, um, the poll that we were running in the last week was for Metzali. Um, I said on Twitter, those quick footed midfielders who link defence and attack. Uh, we gave four options, Lothar Mateus, Dejan Stankovic, Yori Djokiev and Nikola Berti. 
Uh, probably no surprise over the winner, but I was surprised that Nicola Berti didn't um, didn't attract any votes at all, given his sort of cult following with it, with the curva. Um, Mateus won with fifty seven percent of the votes. Uh, Decky got thirty eight percent, and Jock AF five percent. Um, who would who would you have picked out of those, um, Leon, and why? Uh, I like Lothar. I, I think he had uh, just kind of like an energy to him. He was angry. I I, I love the way he played, and I I, I always love that old. German Northern Italian connection we used to have, and Alessandro. I I would agree, but uh, I don't mind Jorkaev either. I, I don't know, maybe because it remind me of the best Ronaldo we had. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I always I always had a soft spot for uh, Jorkaev. Um, for for whatever reason, I I, I don't know why. I always, I just always had some sort of uh, sort of felt some sort of connection to him and always admired him. Um, but I think it's absolutely understandable that Matthias won. Um, he was such a key part um, of our side particularly in the record Scudetto winning season. Um, so that's the end of the show anyway. I hope you enjoyed it. And my thanks go out to Leon and Alessandro. And I'll sign off with Forza Inter. Forza Inter. Bye-bye. Thank you, gentlemen. Forza Inter.